On this Christmas day, we want to spend a moment in prayer, listening for God's voice, attempting to hear what he has for us as individuals and also as a faith community on this joyous day. So let's pray together. Dear Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we thank you so much for your love for us, your kindness towards us, your mercy towards us, that in your goodness, Lord, you reached out to us and came to us in your Son, Jesus Christ, that we might uh, know you, that we might have insight into who you are and what you desire for us. And so on this Christmas day, Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, that you took the initiative to come to us, to speak to us so that we might be in a relationship with you. So Lord, I pray for us right now, whatever our circumstances, that we might be mindful of your goodness, your presence, that your son is Emmanuel, God with us through our life journey. So continue to speak to us, Lord, I pray through this service and may we be hearing your voice. And Lord, I pray, Lord God, may your word become flesh through our lives so that others may say, see him in our love for each other, our service to the needy, and our care for the little ones of this earth. Amen. The scripture reading today is a combination from the prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 7, 14, and then followed with Matthew 1, 18 to 25. We'll be looking at these texts, thinking of Christ as Emmanuel. So the prophet said for us, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son, and shall name him Emmanuel. And then Matthew picks up that very prophecy, and we hear the birth story uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, starting in verse 18, chapter 1. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, look the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. Prophet Isaiah writes for us in Isaiah 7:14, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son, 
and she'll name him Emmanuel. The context for this prophecy is a difficult time in the life of King Ahaz of Israel. And King Ahaz is feeling a lot of pressure from a variety of kings who are, who are pressing in on his territory. And so he's thinking, you know, what, what shall I do in response to this? And one of these kings is the king of Assyria, who is, you know, the major global power at the time. And Ahaz is thinking, well, what can I do? What can I do? And so one of the options is to reach out to the king of Assyria and to try to make some sort of alliance. Um, but he wonders if this is actually a good move. And while he's deliberating in this way, he hears a prophecy from Isaiah who says, well, just hold on, hold on and have faith. Don't live in fear of the king of Assyria, but trust God. And he hears this prophecy. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. <clears throat> so this is a sign that King Ahaz hears. <clears throat> In some ways, it's just a small sign. It's a little sign because, you know, young women are having children all around the world all the time. So in one way, the sign is a small sign. And so the invitation is, can we trust and depend on God and lean on these small signs and not always be looking for the big signs? Henry Nouwen makes this point when he says, I keep expecting loud and impressive events to convince me and others of God's saving power. Our temptation is to be distracted by them. When I have no eyes for the small signs of God's presence, the smile of a baby, the carefree play of children, the words of encouragement and gestures of love offered by friends, I will always remain tempted to despair. When I don't see God's goodness and compassion for me and his solidarity with me in the small signs of life. And so King Ahaz is offered a small sign, a child will be born. But will he trust in this or not? You see, this is, this is the context for the reality of King Ahaz. And we'll, we'll think about that as we move along. So therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The first thing we see here is that the whole action comes from God. The Lord himself will give you the sign. And, and this speaks to our faith reality is that we can't find God on our own. Unless God comes to us, we, we can't know him. He is the creator of all. We are the creature. And so the initiative must come from God. And that's why Advent is so beautiful and so important, because God breaks into our world in Advent. He takes the initiative. He comes to us. 
As I've heard and we've heard before, God is a God who comes towards us. He's always coming towards us. And so Advent reminds us of this initiative that God, he takes the initiative and has the energy to move into our world that we might respond to him and be receptive to him and to know him. So will we receive the sign of Jesus? That's, that's the invitation. Will we receive this sign from God? Will we say yes to this sign? Will we be happy because God has broken into our world's personal and into our global community? But it takes faith to be able to see that and recognize the signs of God. So this sign, God takes the initiative. A sign will be given to you. A child shall be born. And God's zeal, we've heard from Isaiah before, is the one who makes this happen. So what is the sign then? If God takes the initiative, well, it's this child being born. It's interesting with Ahaz, he heard that, but ultimately he made an alliance with the king of Assyria. He decided to manage the situation as as he could. And indeed, ultimately, this management was a disaster because it was an invitation for Assyria to come in and they just took over the whole place. So will we have faith? Will we take the risk of faith? Or do we try to manage every situation on our own? Well, the sign that God gives here is the birth of this little baby. The signs are small. A little child born in Bethlehem a little sign. Remember being in Bethlehem years ago, and if you go into the Church of the Holy Nativity, you go down behind the chancel, downstairs into the crypt, and there's a cave there. And when you go into that cave, you have to bend down and go in, and it's just this very little small space. And that is pr- probably where Jesus was born. And symbolically, you had to bend down and go low to even get in the cave. So it's a small sign. We might say insignificant. But yet this is God reaching into our world, and will we recognize with eyes open and not eyes shut that God is the God of love and walks in solidarity with us. So God takes the initiative, one, The sign is what? The sign is the birth of a little child. And then thirdly, we are told that the son's name will be Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us, Matthew tells us. That God travels with us. He breaks into our world incredibly to be in relationship with us. The divine creator of the entire universe wants to be in relationship with you, little old you, little old me. He wants that. He desires that. And it's caught up in this name, Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel with you, with me. In the midst of our challenging circumstances, and often they are that, Christmas is not always a happy time for everybody. You may be listening to this, you may be on your own, and you may not really be very happy. Life can be tough. Circumstances can be hard. 
But yet in the midst of all of this, God is Emmanuel in Christ, with us, traveling with us. See, that's, that's the story. That's the big arc of our story. And we're invited not to get lost in the challenges we face, but to keep remembering that God travels with us. He loves us. And ultimately, we will be with him. He offers us shalom, his peace, his mercy, his kindness. So will we choose faith or do we live in fear? Ahaz was living in fear. And finally, he did not choose faith. He tried to manage in his own powers the situation. So for you and for me, sure, we want to do the best we can to get through our hard times. We want to think them through. But ultimately, we are called to live in faith and trust and depend on God in faith. Even as God broke into our world 2,000 years ago, he continues to break into your hearts, my heart, and he has a purpose and a plan for us. We are not walking in circles, as now and says, but God walks with us, beside us to comfort us and care for us. So that, that's the story as we begin from Isaiah 7:14. So what's remarkable is that Matthew picks up that exact text and places that text into the birth story of Jesus, which we read just a moment ago. Let me read just part of it. But just when he had resolved to do this, that is, put Mary away, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Now it's interesting, that last bit, which means God is with us, that's Matthew's addition to the text. In Isaiah, we don't have that. But Matthew adds, Emmanuel means God is with us. Now the, the challenge that Joseph had is that he was also living in fear. We're, we're told that. Do not fear, the angel says. He was afraid for various reasons. Afraid of launching out into this new reality with Mary when she's already with child. He knows it's not his child. So all the concerns and challenges of living in rural Galilee, a small town, Nazareth, and all the bumps that, that reality would take place, that story. Lots of fear. And the angel comes to Joseph and tells him, do not choose fear, have faith. It's the same message that was really told to Ahaz centuries earlier. Will we live in fear or will we live in faith? That's, that's partly the message of Advent in your life and mine right now, not living in fear, all the what-ifs that might happen in our day, this coming year, 2023, all the challenges there, we don't know where it'll all go. We can easily get caught up in anxiety and fear. But the invitation is also to trust 
Keep trusting that God is with you and that he'll work things out with you as you move forward. So, fear, Joseph. The angel says a child will be born and he will have two names. You are to give him the name Jesus. That's the first name. And Jesus means God saves. The angel says he will save, save his people from their sins. Name him Jesus. Why? He will save his people from their sins. So Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is there for you and for me to save us in all our challenges and hurts and pains. The first name. Second name is Emmanuel. As we said, translated, God is with us. That's what it means. So the combination of names here, from Isaiah's story to Matthew's story, is like a transformation. It's like a key change in music. Everything goes up. It's a, a major lift, as Leonard Cohen talks about it in one of his songs. A major lift, a higher key. Because this child, Emmanuel, is now translated God with us in Matthew's account, and these two names come to us, Jesus and Emmanuel. Wangren says, what shall he be? The child. Emmanuel, God with us. What shall he be? What shall he do? Wangren says, Jesus, he saves us. So what shall he be? One name, Emmanuel. What shall he do? Another name, Jesus. So this is the one who is for us. God loves us in solidarity with us. The angel says to Joseph, don't live in fear, live in faith. Your little baby will do incredible things for the world. He will save his people from their sins, and indeed he will be Emmanuel, God with us. And beautifully, Joseph hears that story and he acts on it. It's a dream. He wakes up and he says yes to it. That's a moment of faith. Even as Mary had her fiat moment when she says to the angel, let it be, let your word be. I will say yes to God's plan for my life even though I don't understand how it's all working out. God for Mary, God for Joseph. And so then, as we push forward here, well then, will we place our focus on God's work on this Christmas day? Will we say yes to the solidarity of Jesus for us as this year of 2022, as it closes up and as we begin to move into a new year? Will we say yes to God's presence with us in Jesus through his Holy Spirit who walks with us? So will we say yes, or do we say yes to our fear, to our apathy, to our cynicism? What are we saying yes to? We can easily go there, to the banality of life. We just kind of almost give up and say yes to that. Or can we say yes to God's ongoing work to us for his hope, for his presence in your life in this coming year and in this Advent season. It doesn't mean, point two, that we all have success at every moment. We know that. We have our valleys. We have our mountaintop experiences. We have our valleys. You go up, you go down. And life is this sequence of going up and down. 
Psalm 23 reminds us that Jesus is with us, the Holy Spirit is with us, the Father is with us, Abba, in the valley, the valley of death. God is with us at every moment. So he is our shalom, whether we know success in 2023 or not, God is with us. Paul says in Philippians 4, 4 to 6, towards the end of that book to the Philippian church, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. Hear this. The Lord is near. An Advent truth. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. The Lord is near. Do not worry. The Lord is near. He's near you, Christmas Day. He's near us as a church community at Weston Park Baptist Church. He's near you if you're listening to this and watching this from afar. The Lord is with you. He is near with you. Therefore, do not worry. Do not be anxious. Place your trust in God. He is there for you. He will care for you. He does care for you. The Lord is near, Paul says. And so as we hear these two stories, you know, in Isaiah 7:14, it's like it's a cloudy sky, the gloom of Ahaz. You can just imagine him with king, with all the heaviness of his whole kingdom on his shoulders. But then he hears this promise of hope, and maybe just for a moment, the sun comes out, breaks through the clouds, just for a moment. What will he do with that? But then when we think of Jesus and Matthew's story, Matthew 1, it's like the sun comes fully out. Now we have blue skies because this sun is now Jesus who takes away our sins and he is Emmanuel who walks with us in our everyday experience. This year as it concludes, the new year as it comes, Jesus saving us, Emmanuel walking with us, May we end this year, this Advent season, into the new, knowing and trusting and depending on God in faith and not living in fear. May we open our arms, not clench fists, open our hands and say yes to Jesus. In his name I pray.